on the Boss Man Show with special guest. Sometimes I go Ali, you see him on Roland Martin Unfiltered. He's a big environmental justice. He knows our, our buddy Daniel Blackman very well. So we talk about Daniel as well, Mustafa. Let's have you on the show. How you doing, my brother? I'm blessed. I'm blessed, brother. Thank you so much for, for having me, and thank you so much for everything that you do to uplift our people. Most definitely, man. Let me ask you your first question, man, about this, man. This big race for Daniel Blackman, public service, public service commissioner. I tried to the people when they had that on, they on the show, Mustafa, that, hey, this is about our light bills, a mm -hmm. plant Vogel, that nuclear thing we don't need, Georgia power getting regulated the way it should be. So you're in this into environmental justice space. So tell our listeners about this and why it's so important we get Daniel on that commission to help with our bills here in Georgia. Well, first of all, let me just say Daniel is the truth. Daniel Blackman is the truth. I've known that brother for a while. When I say my brother, I truly mean that. You know, he's right there. You know, he's from Georgia and, you know, went to Clark, Atlanta. And, you yeah. know, you know what I'm saying? The ATL is his and he is there. So we just really appreciate everything that Daniel does. And, and it will be historic when we elect Daniel to the Public Service Commissioner position because it'll be the first time that an African-American has ever been elected to that position. So just let that marinate for a second because there must be a reason why they've never allowed a brother or a sister to be elected into that position. And it's because it is powerful. It's powerful. Let me, let's just break it down like this. You know, when you open up your light bill and you're like, how in the world did it ever get this high? How is it that I don't got enough to be able to put food on the table and keep the lights on at the same time. That's why you need someone like Daniel in that position to advocate for you, to make sure that your voices are truly being representative in the process. And to make sure that when we talk about a new clean economy and the jobs and the opportunity to have, you know, cleaner forms of energy that's not impacting our communities, then you need someone like that who understands because they come from where you come from and at the same time, they know how to, as we often say, navigate both the streets and the suites. And those are the types of individuals that we need. You know what I'm saying? You can stay connected to what's going on in Bankhead and other places. And at the same time, you can make sure that you're kicking it uh, with folks there in the state capitol to make sure that the right things are happening. And Mustafa, what people don't realize is that Kelly Leffler was on the board of Georgia Power. Mm -hmm. And Georgia Power and Georgia Pacific, which is owned by the Koch brothers, but under that, that, that great little name, controls Brian Kemp. So when we, if God comes full circle, Mustafa, that all these players in the game right now are, are conspiring against us and taking money out of our pockets, we put food on our tables, when we, we, we're job poor, we're working poor, poverty has increased after this pandemic here, Mustafa. So getting Daniel in there, along with elected Reverend Warner and John Ossoff, will help to have a, a, a better Georgia, but also a better America as well. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, we need that trifecta. Let, let's just keep it real. Yes. You know, we'll be like, well, I only know this individual. Well, all three of these folks are coming together to say, I have respect uh, for each of these individuals. You know, that's what they're sharing with folks by saying, and I'm running with, because normally in races, you know, folks don't team up. Most uh, definitely. This is rare. So, you know, this is an opportunity for Georgia to really show their power, right? Because I know all the brothers and sisters in Georgia. I just spent a lot of time in Georgia over the years, been blessed to study there and do a number of other things. And uh, it's time for us to reclaim, you know, and make sure that people are honoring our vote and, and the power that is associated with our vote and how it translates. If you listen to what 
these three men are sharing with us about the things they're trying to do, you know, making sure that we're getting really serious about civil rights. I mean, Georgia is, is the heart of the civil rights movement. Yes. So how could we possibly not make sure that we get behind folks who are saying we honor, you know, your historical sets of contributions. And at the same time, we're trying to make sure that we are framing out a new direction moving forward. A 21st century America, a 21st century Georgia that looks like and um, actually is connected to what folks are asking for. The other thing that's important, because sometimes we miss this um, and we don't connect these dots. When we're talking about what types of fossil fuels have been utilized, then you understand the impacts that are happening in our communities. We've got 24 million people across our country who have asthma. I bet you every person who is watching and listening to your show knows somebody who has asthma. They also the humble host. The humble host. There it is. There it is. And at the same time, folks understand also that there's some significant medical costs associated with you just trying to be able to take a breath of air, right? So Amen. if you have an asthma attack and you ain't got your inhaler or your nebulizer, all these other types of things, you got to go to the emergency room. Them dollars is coming out of your pocket. And them dollars are also coming out of the taxpayer dollars that all of us pay into. So it just makes sense for us to get folks who actually care about our communities and who understand the connections between making sure that we have a cleaner form of energy, right? Coming from wind and solar and thermal and tidal um, and some of the other newer sources that will be developed instead of burning coal and oil and even natural gas. You know, there are ways for us to help our community in multiple ways. And the best thing that we can do is to get engaged in the civic process and to vote and to make sure that we got folks in there who understand what's happening in our communities and who also understands we're gonna hold you accountable, right? So we're gonna get yep. you in the office, then we're gonna hold you accountable and say, you said A, B, C, and D, we expect A, B, C, and D, but we're gonna stand with you, we're gonna ride with you, and we're gonna make sure that you have what you need to be able to get the right actions in place. And Mustafa, environmental justice also couples with healthcare because when the environment's cluttered and smoggy and foggy here in Atlanta it is it makes my asthma worse other people's asthma's worse because you know we can't breathe no come March April May you know the sap is in the air flying around it's all green your car's all green and dusty that is like prime season for coughing sneezing hacking not knowing if it's COVID or whatever because that's how the, the train in Georgia is then you have the mountains up in North Georgia the rural southwest Georgia the seaside along the coast there so Georgia is very unique in so many different terrains so many different geological things here in our state but it's so vast and big so diverse as well which is why we need people who are diverse representing us on the federal level and on the state level as well yeah, I mean, you know, public impacts in our communities, is just it's just madness what goes on in our communities. The things that we have to deal with, you know, some people don't know. You know, so we're going to break some news for some folks right now. We got 100,000 people who are dying prematurely from air pollution in our country every year. That's more folks dying from air pollution than are dying from gun violence. And we done all experienced it. We have all seen it and it's impacted, you know, a lot of folks' families. Mm -hmm. We got more folks dying from air pollution than we got dying from car crashes. And everybody done been out there on 85 and 75 and done seen somebody who unfortunately got all crashed up. You got more folks dying from air pollution than those types of things. So, you know, those are just a couple of the, um, you know, examples of some of the things that we got going on that we really, really, really got to get it together. 
Um, and, and even more than that, bro, you know, we got 80 million people in our country are uninsured and underinsured. Most definitely. And, and in our communities, and we got to pay attention to this, we got 25 million people who are living in medically underserved areas, in physician deserts, where mm -hmm. a lot of times, you know, because we're talking about all over Georgia. So there are locations where people sometimes don't have access to transportation, can't get to the doctor. Or they live in an area where clinics have been shut down, where hospitals have been shut down. You know, you get in rural areas of Georgia and sometimes in some of our urban centers. Yes. You know, we traditionally had clinics and hospitals. They're no longer there. All these things begin to have these cumulative impacts on us. And that's why we got to pay attention to who's in charge, the decisions that are being made, and how they're impacting both our health and our pocketbook. And Mustafa, this is why it's so important that Reverend Barber, Sex Abrams, pushes, hey, we need to expand Medicaid here in Georgia because, as you said, I know people in Tift County, Turner County, Doherty County, where that's the future county for Tift, Turner, and all those counties, also over Statesboro, where George Southern is, or all those these small counties in our vast state where the rural hospitals got shut down because Governor Deal and Governor Kemp and Purdue and left they don't want to care about spending Medicaid because they don't want to give any free handouts to the, to the black and brown people. But it's really more poor whites that are affected here in Georgia and is the black and brown community. But the trick is we want to keep, now we're going to take all your stuff from you. That's what makes them vote against their own interests all the time. So it's so, it all interconnects with stuff. Let's try to get understand it. That, hey, everything that you touch is there's a politics. That's why it's important again about civic engagement to the school your child goes to, to the roads you drive on, to your gas price, to your light bill, to property taxes, what you pay, rent insurance, car insurance, politics, who's in charge. It's, it's, it's behind it because if I have people say, I don't care about politics, it doesn't affect me. It does. Everything you do, it affects you, everything you do, whether you know it or not. Without a doubt. It touches everything in our lives. And the reality of the situation is, you know, I've been blessed. And I appreciate all the blessings that have come. You know, I've worked at high levels in the federal government. I've worked on Capitol Hill. I've advised White Houses and spent time inside of the White House. So I know where the power is and I know how it flows, the dollars and those types of things. And the reality is folks don't want us to vote because they know if we vote, then we're going to move resources to our communities. When we move resources to our communities, we build power. When we build power, expectations rise. And you can no longer pimp our communities because we are fully engaged and we will utilize our vote to support those who are doing the right thing. And it doesn't matter if you're a Democrat, Republican, or an independent. If you ain't doing the right thing, we're going to find somebody else who is willing to, and that somebody else can look like you or I, um, or many of our other brothers and sisters. And that's the other part of the equation that we really gotta, as we move, you know, we got some work to do right now here in 2020 and the beginning of 2021. Then we gotta get focused on 2022. And all the folks who are watching your show should be looking at themselves. They should be looking at their friends and saying, you know what, you would be good on city council. You would be good on the, uh, on the Board of Education. You would be good in these positions. So we got to stop looking to somebody else to save our community. Most definitely. We got what we need inside of our communities, inside of ourselves to make real change happen. So, you know, we got to make sure that, that becomes a stronger part of the mix moving forward. 
and Mustafa, was I've loved this over these past few months, man, is how I've been getting hate mail because I want to speak truth to power, though. I'm not just talking about the Atlanta Hawks, the Atlanta Braves, or the Atlanta Falcons anymore. I'm talking about my our lives because it's open now. I'm going to talk about our real issues now. Besides our sports issues, it's very important, our Hawks and our choking Falcons and our Braves, you know. But, but man, look. We have to confront these issues, and to all my listeners who are not over our ilk, who don't like what I talk about to discuss these issues, sorry. I'm a black man, first and foremost, a black man on black host with a platform from Chattanooga to Macon. I'm going to bang this bully pulpit, this bullhorn, to speak to the power to our people, get them engaged, and also inspired and encouraged to make the change we can make as a people here in Georgia and beyond. No, I mean, I feel that. And, and I appreciate you standing up and speaking truth to power. And, you know, the reality of the situation is we can love sports. I was an athlete almost my whole life. I'm getting a little older now, so, you know, I ain't out there like I used to be. Um, but, you know, sports is directly connected to what we're talking about. It's directly connected to voting, and it's directly connected to the environment. Let me break it down for y'all real quick. So, you know, it is connected to our vote. So when folks are making a decision about where they're going to build the next stadium, how much resources are going to go here? How much resources are going to go there? How much pollution you're going to be exposed to from the traffic and other things that are a part of that, or from the construction, the dust and everything else, all of that is tied to your vote. You deserve an opportunity to share through your vote and through your engagement on if you want that or not. And if so, what it looks like. But when you don't get engaged, people make decisions for you. It's like somebody coming into your house and saying, you know what, I don't really like that couch there. I'm going to move that couch upstairs mm -hmm. and I'm going to move this uh, inside your house over here. Most folks not going for that. Or if somebody said, you know what, I know you, you know it's your mama there, but you know, I'm going to go in and, and shake her up a little bit. Everybody would be up in arms about that. But that's really what folks are doing when you don't vote. They're making decisions about your mama and your grandmama. They're making decisions about your auntie and your nieces and your nephews and all these other folks. And then the other part on the environmental side is that, you know, we've been blessed that there are so many brothers and sisters who are incredibly talented, um, you know, on, both with their minds and with their bodies, right, on the athletic fields. Think about this. With all the achievements that we have been able to accomplish in that space, and many, many of them growing up in areas where there's been extreme pollution oh, that yes. has actually made them weaker, you know, less lung capacity, less ability to, to be able to do a number of things, then imagine how much greater we could be if our children, you know, when they're coming up, you know, don't have to breathe in all this dirty air, don't have to drink toxic water and all these other types of things. So let's give ourselves, let's actually begin to love ourselves. If we really loved ourselves, we would vote in incredible numbers. We would not allow people to pollute in our communities because we would understand the levers and the power that we actually have. So I say in 2021, let's love each other. Let's love ourselves. Let's make sure that we go out and vote for that trifecta that we talking about uh, and Daniel Blackman leading the pack right there. So I think we have the ability to be transformational. Uh, and, and our people can do it if we, if we decide to and if we prioritize ourselves. You know, when we say Black Lives Matter, does it really matter to us? Because if it really matters to us, we're going to change some things. We're not going to let folks just do what they want to do in our communities. We're not going to let folks take away our vote. Because when we say Black Lives Matter, then we truly believe that. And we're going to translate that into real actions. And we're going to check folks.
Exactly. Let's do an example. Let's use sports again. Say it's Ben Stadium and Georgia World Congress Center and the Phillips State Farm Arena is right there on Vine City and Ings Avenue. You go across that street off across North South Drive, it's hard to paint over there in the bluff, which we know what that really means. You better leave you, 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 you fuck, 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 Heartache and pain, but we don't know that North Side Drive right there. Oh, the beautiful stadium and all that, but they don't care about on the other side of the street. They don't care about going North Side Drive up further on the on the non-Buckhead side. All they yeah. care about is the Buckhead side. So right here in the heart of our city of Atlanta, we see that, that how folks' priorities <laughs> stand. Big old stadium used 10 times, 20 times a year. Oh, but over here, AUC, Vine City, English Avenue. West End, screw you. Yeah, well, shout out to all my fam and friends over on English Ave. Um, you know, I miss y'all. As soon as this virus is over, I'll be back again. Um, but that's real talk that you're giving folks, right? And they need to understand how all this came into being. You know, redlining and, you know, um, some of these other practices that were put in place through policy is what actually have moved us into certain areas. You know, whenever they or, or those who have been in power want an area, they will move folks, right? We know yeah. what happened over at Atlantic Station. We know how, and a lot of folks, you know, have enjoyed Atlantic Station over the years, but you forget there was a community that was there. There was a thriving set of folks who were there and folks decided they wanted that area and began to move folks out. Oh, of course, yeah. there were there, you know, some of those toxic sites and stuff. But I want folks to understand that, you know, there is intentionality in the situations that you find yourself in. And the question is, are you going to, uh, continue to accept that, or are you going to reclaim your power? And that just means, you know, I get it. You know, I, I didn't work 14 hour, 18 hour days and been tired and did not want to have to go to a community meeting, you know, and, and, and listen to what was going on or, or go down to city council because they're about to make some decisions. I get you tired. But the question is, you're not going to stop being tired if we don't change these dynamics because we're not going to have the jobs in our community. You know, we're not going to have the health care in our communities. We're not going to have the schools with the resources that they need so that all that hard work that you're putting in each and every day so that your children have a better chance where they have something, you know, that, that will give them an opportunity to do whatever it is that the God-given set of abilities that they have inside of them. Let's make sure, once again, that we're starting to love ourselves and that love is translated into real action. And last thing about sports, myself is this. Atlanta Braves, they moved from Turner Field over to Summerhill because their white fans did not want to come over to Summerhill in the hood and watch their Braves play. So the Braves moved up to Cobb County 13 miles away. That's the real truth. It's not they gave them money. They did. But the real truth is they, they polled their fans who come to Northern Burbs said they didn't like coming down to the hood in Summerhill pretty much to watch their team play and deal with all the people who are homeless and marginalized people over there. That's the real truth, Mustafa. I don't care what the Braves try to spin that. That's, that's the truth. And it's the example of they don't care about us. We have to care about ourselves because they rather take a team and bring, if it's money, into that neighborhood where people selling waters, getting people, helping them out over on Capitol Avenue over there. But, hey, we're going to move in and go in. But the Braves of Georgia State bought Turner Field. But, myself, you know, that's, that's really the real deal is that the Braves wanted, they won't be hitting hood anymore. I mean, that's just real. You know, we have to make some decisions for our communities, right? So we are often pretty good at saying what we don't like, right? 
But we have to get really strategic about what is it that we want in our communities, right? What is our plan for our communities? And every community speaks for themselves. You know, you know, I don't have any right to tell folks in Oakland what they need, right? The folks in Oakland know what they need. I don't have the right to tell folks, you know, in the ATL what they need. In, in our respective sets of communities, folks have to say, you know what, we want some good stuff, right? You know, we, 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 we've got enough bad stuff that have happened. You know, people will place a, you know, an incinerator or a waste treatment facility or, oh, yeah. or 27 liquor stores in our community. That's just my thing, y'all. I understand everybody like to get the drink on, but you know what I mean. Yes. <laughs> we also got to say that we want some good stuff. And not only do we want some good stuff, here's our plan. And, you know, candidate A, candidate B, how are you going to make that happen? Oh, yeah. And then we give our vote to the person who says that they're going to do it. And then if they don't do it to the level that you want it done, then we'll find somebody else. So the resources and the good stuff got to be in our communities, just like it's in Buckhead, just like it's in Alpharetta, just like mm -hmm. it's in all these other places, because you have to ask yourself, and I tell folks this all across the country, ask yourself this question. Are the folks in the places that you see the good stuff, the stuff that you would like to have, are they any better than you? And if the answer is no, then we have to change that dynamic. Oh, yes. So I hope folks love themselves enough to say, you know what, I'm as good as, I'm not saying I'm better than, I'm saying I'm as good as any of these other folks that are living in these communities who have been um, fortunate to have these types of things, and we want it in our community as well. Now, I'm blessed where I live in Henry County, most office where I'm right near Clayton, I'm real close to DeKalb and close to Fulton, so I can get any county in less than 15 minutes, and I can I see what happens in the south side of Atlanta, too. So I feel like this, even though I live in, in Henry County, I'll be in Fulton County and, and DeKalb and Clayton helping out our people as much as I can because we matter. We matter. And I'm not going to let anybody tell us otherwise we don't matter. Let's get that mindset that, oh, it's not going to change. You have to have power and numbers in the House, Senate, in the state of Georgia, some city councils, county commission boards, all that stuff. And in federally as well, because without the numbers, we can't make a change. So if we outnumbered, we're going to get stuck with bad bills or having to compromise on some things we want because we don't have the, quite the numbers to push our agenda. Can we explain that to our listeners that, hey, it's about numbers as well, who we have to get, find a, play that game on a yo-yo, find a good deal for us all at, based on the numbers we have. Yeah, well, you know what the amazing thing is that Georgia, folks got the numbers, right? Black and brown folks. Uh, lower wealth white folks, um, you know, and a number of indigenous brothers and sisters. Let's not forget them because they're indigenous brothers and sisters also in the state of Georgia, you know, and, and progressives. You, you got the numbers. The question is, are you, are you willing to, to come together? Mm -hmm. Are you willing to say, you know, I got this set of priorities and you might have this set of priorities, but we got some things that overlap. And if we come together, you know, not only can we make sure that Warnock is elected and Ossoff and, and Daniel Blackman, those three super important, but we can also make sure that that Georgia legislature oh, yes. turns blue, right? And the reason I use the color blue, because it seems like blue is the only one right now that has been focused on trying to make sure that we have some of the resources that we need in our communities. 
Now you can make, everybody should do the analysis for themselves. You should never listen to any one person about who you should vote for. You should do the research yourself. And it's not hard anymore. You know, everybody got a cell phone now, right? Whether you got a burner or you got the real deal. Ain't too many people got burners no more. You can get on and you can find out, okay, this is the things that they are in favor of. This is the things that other person's in favor of. And this is what the real deal is because then you can see what they've said when they're not on the campaign trail. Don't take that long. And then you can make some decisions for yourself, but I'll help y'all out. I'll help y'all out because I know the folks who are running there. I know Daniel Blackman is a real deal. I know Reverend Warnock is a real deal. And I also know that Ossoff is a real deal. So, you know, if that helps you a little bit, but you should still go ahead and say, well, you know what, Mustafa Santiago Ali said that, but let me go ahead and do my quick thing here and then make sure that you are voting early. So everybody should have already, or is in the process of making sure that you are voting early. Cause we want to keep everybody safe because COVID is no joke. And it is, you know, it is devastating our communities. And we, we can always unpack that. Maybe that's for another show. Some of the things that we oh, yeah. <laughs> do. Um, but for some reason, if you don't have the ability to be able to vote early, then on January 5th, you know what? We got to show folks. We got to show folks what the real deal is. And that Georgia, there is a new South. And that new South has black folks who are leading, who are framing yes. out the agenda, who are saying that we are going to create a 21st century America. And we're starting here in Georgia. That looks like what America's supposed to look like. When those founders, gave us all those, those words, you know, when they first put this country together, you know, we will make that become real. And we gonna hold America accountable in a positive way, because if you can't do it, you haven't been able to do it right without our leadership. So we gonna show you what it looks like when our leadership uh, is in the mix. And Mustafa, it's mighty funny that Mr. Leffler and Mr. Purdue and Mr. Bubba decline my invitation to come on the show. So we know what time of day it is, right? I, I, I requested them multiple occasions. Uh, the answer was no, we, we, no, we're not doing it. So I wonder why, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, you know why. You know why, because when folks come on shows, then you, you got to unpack your stuff, right? Your oh, ish. Yeah. Your ish, right? So, you know, if you've been making money, pimping people's pain, if you've been pimping people's pain, right, in the middle of a COVID-19 pandemic, and you making money off the stock market, and you got insider trading information, that's the problem, right? And, and, and you know, and if you have made racist statements, or if you have attacked the Black church, which is the backbone of the Black community, uh, you, you got problems. So, you know, you're not going to come on, you might come on a show where they ain't going to ask you any uh tough questions. And in my estimation, all the politicians that I've been around, I used to work for John Conyers. John Conyers did not have a problem with tough questions, right? I was mentored by John Lewis. John Lewis didn't have a problem with tough questions well, because, because they knew where they stood, right? You know, on the, when they say the moral arc of history, they knew where they were on that. So when you've got these individuals, and I ain't even going to talk about Bubba, 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 Bubba. I mean, come on now. You can't even debate you know, you can't even get in, in, in the same ring with Daniel Blackman because Daniel knows all of his stuff. So when you have politicians who can't, can't even articulate their platform, 
their directions forward of how they're going to make your life better, then it's really difficult for me to see how you give someone like that your vote. Your vote is precious. John Lewis taught us that, oh, right? Yes. You know, our grandparents and others, you know, they sacrificed a lot for us. It's our time now. This is our lunch counter moment in Georgia. Let me say that again for folks. This is Georgia's lunch counter moment because you have the chance to be transformational. You have the chance to actually change the direction of this country. And let's just share with folks what that means. So everybody hopefully knows that if you get those two senators, then you have a vice president, a black vice president named Kamala Harris, who will come in and break the tie in the Senate. So if you want legislation to actually pass and get signed by the president, then that means that you've got to be, have folks in the Senate who are in alignment with you. And currently, you know, just real talk, let me, let me take my voice down a little bit for folks so you pay attention to what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. The current Speaker of the House has hundreds upon hundreds of bills that have just been sitting there. And he refused to move them forward to even have a debate with the folks inside of that chamber. So when you ask yourself, why isn't more getting done? You have the antidote to that. And the antidote is your vote. So when you go out and vote for those individuals who care about what's happening in your community, you're not only changing the dynamics and the sets of opportunities in Georgia, you are also changing the dynamics and the sets of opportunities for our country. That is powerful. Oh, and yes. that is the transformational moment that we find ourselves in. Nobody thought that Georgia, I knew Georgia was coming. We didn't know when it was all going to happen. Oh, yes. <laughs> but you know what? Georgia said, you know what? We ain't got time to wait. We're going to show y'all what we're going to do. All them incredible folks, you know, from Stacy and, and, and the Black Women's Roundtable and Natasha Brown and, and, and all these other folks. And, and, and the problem is, is that there have been so many people for years and years and years who have set this moment up. Oh, that yes. you don't want to just call out one, two, or three organizations or names because it has been you know, those church ladies, you know, who put the work in, you know, after being in church or, or uh, after Wednesday evening service, uh, you know. Oh, yes. And it's been those brothers who, in the barbershops, who've been educating folks and in the beauty salons, those sisters who, when they got your ear for a few hours, are talking about the issues that are going on and also about how is it that we finally change these dynamics? And, and it's all those other folks, it's those young folks on college campuses and, and folks on the corner sometimes too, you know, who are saying, you know what? I want a different set of opportunities. I want, I want some opportunities where I don't have to look over my shoulder and wonder what's gonna happen. And we have that chance now. It, it's time for our communities. We deserve, we truly deserve this moment. Now what we do with it, we'll find out here in a couple of weeks. And Mustafa, a big issue here in Georgia, student loan debt for me included you know so if we get Raphael Warnock and John Ossoff in the Senate Joe Biden can pass his education plan they will forgive our debt because I'm an HBCU grad myself from Tennessee State University two times over so forgive my debt you know, forgive you go to debt at Fort Valley, Savannah State, Albany State, you know, Clark, Morehouse, Spelman, Morris Brown over there, AUC. So many people here in Georgia who have so long that it can get forgiven if we show up and show out. 
right now during voting seasons, voting season, not voting election days, this is voting season. It ends on January the 5th. We get that done here in Georgia. We can help this country change so many people get their debts forgiven, get us out of this cycle of debt, Mustafa, that we can't hold, hang over right that black cloud, that boulder on our shoulders. If we get that off of us, we can do so much more and increase our wealth and close that wealth gap little by little, little Mustafa, that has been widened since this pandemic. Yeah, no, that's real. Like, you know, the, the black-white wealth gap, uh, it's amazing. You know, everybody talks about Trump's economy. And I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh, because I read, right? <laughs> and it's actually expanded under Trump. Yeah, so for all y'all who've been saying, well, you know, I might not vote or I might vote with somebody else, I want y'all to remember that if Trump's economy was supposed to be so great, why in the world did the black-white wealth gap in our country increase? So that's one side. Let's go back to the student loan thing, because that touches a lot of folks. Because it ain't just folks who, who went to universities and colleges. Sometimes it's beauty schools. It could be other schools, you know, where you're getting different skills, where, you know, you're carrying that student loan debt. And there are different proposals that are out there, right? So on the, on the minimum side of the equation, it's $10,000 that will just be, you know, erased. That's powerful. All the way up to possibly $50,000. Um, so just imagine that. If you know you all that weight you've been carrying, you couldn't get your, you couldn't get the car that you wanted, so you had to go someplace else and get a car to give you some crazy high interest rate, um, where you know now you got another set of debt because your credit wasn't right, or you finally want to get out your mama's house and, and you wanted to get your own apartment, or sometimes even make the next step to have your own home, but you couldn't because you had all that student loan debt that was jacking up your credit and you was down in the 500s and 600s, and that's all right, because everybody done been there. So, you know, we're not casting, you know, negative energy on folks. What we are saying is that we got a chance to change that dynamic. But again, your vote is so important in that process, because if you don't have these folks in the Senate, then you're probably not going to get to the level of what we need, the change that can happen um, if we can get the, the support that Joe Biden is going to need. Mustafa, let's be honest about it with me. I owed the government 84K student loans. Ooh. Going out of state. It's for TSU from Georgia, right? So I know the problem. Now, I have a radio show. I have income coming in multiple ways, right? And I still have this burden over me. So let's think of the guys who are not in my position, who are not as lucky as I am. So yeah. I feel that pain for them, and I want them to get them off the hook. Not for myself, but for them as well, because, you know, I know how it affects me, and I have income. But those who don't make the income I make, I'm like, God, how they make? Because I think about my people first and foremost. Like, you know, if I'm kind of feeling like, oh my, oh my damn, like they feel mm -hmm. way more than I am. Mm -hmm. It's crazy, man. You know, some folks paying a G, some folks paying two Gs, some people paying three Gs. You know, just in their student loan payments. So that that's real. That's heavy. You know, that's the kind of stuff give you high blood pressure and a stroke. <laughs> if you're not careful. So let's, you know, let's just, let's take that out the equation, right? Amazing. All you got to do is sign your name, check the boxes, mail it back in, and you've done your part in trying to help make change happen. Or you put your mask on, right? Put some sanitizer on. <laughs> some folks might have a face shield. And you go and you stand in that line if you weren't able to vote early. And you just think about, I'm going to invest this 30 minutes. Sometimes it's quicker depending on where you go to vote. Mm -hmm. It may be a couple hours, right? 
But the reality is all of us, myself included, have stand in the line to get into a club for hours, right? Yes. Then the club wasn't giving us nothing back, right? We going in. We giving them, we give it all to them. We giving them all the money. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So we can go stand in line, you know, whether it's for a few minutes or a few hours to make change happen. <laughs> to say, you know what? This black skin, this brown skin got power in this melanin. And we translating that power into that vote so that we can change the dynamics that are happening in our communities. We're going to uplift Daniel Blackman, right? We're going to let that brother know that we love him, that we support him, uh, and that we know he's going to work diligently to make real change happen. You know, we're going to embrace Reverend Warnock, right? We're going to say, you know what? You've given back to our communities. Um, and, and then we're going to show you how much we appreciate you by doing this simple but incredibly important thing called voting. Um, and, and for our brother Ossoff, you know what? We're going to say, you know what? You, you definitely have been sharing with us some very positive things and you've been partnering with the right folks. So we're going to put some faith in you. And our faith is tied to our vote. There is expectations tied to our vote as well. So we're going to give you the opportunity to work with us to make change happen. Got two more for you, Mustafa. First one, vote suppression here in Georgia. You know, if our vote did not matter, Mustafa, they wouldn't try to suppress it. They wouldn't try to play these games where purging the roles is great power shared with us yesterday about them purging the roles here illegally. You know, cutting out weekend voting when you sort of have weekend voting here in Georgia. Cutting down polling places in the black and brown communities and in the communities of, of, of our, these counties here in Hall County, Cobb County. So, talk about how important our vote is that the Secretary of State and Brian Kemp would surgically purge and cut down voting booths, vote, voting stations to make it hard for us to vote, especially in Fulton, DeKalb, Clayton, Douglas, Gwinnett, for us have a long, long way to get us frustrated to lead the alliance so they can win by not out their ideas, but by bringing the numbers down. Yeah, no, you raise an important part. And let me just, let me put this in two parts. One, I, I am prayerful that everyone took advantage of the opportunity to fill out the census. Because the census helps to also determine resources. It helps to show representation um, and a number of other positive things. And then of course we tie that along with our vote. Your vote is so important now also, not just in this moment. Um, and there's a reason as was shared, you know, that they make it more difficult when they close down places, um, you know, that you can't get to. So they know that if, there's a percentage of folks that if you can frustrate them, then they'll just throw their hands up and say, you know what, I ain't even trying to deal with this. Mm -hmm. so that's what this game is all about. You know, when, when they strip you off the poll, off the rolls, and then you got to go do those extra steps to make sure that your name is back on there, there's intentionality with that. They're like, you know what, most folks got so much going on. They're so busy that they won't do these uh, steps that are necessary to make sure that they're vote is protected and that they have the opportunity to be on the rolls to be able to vote. There's intentionality with that. You know, when they try and play games where, um, you know, we had folks with the souls to the polls and people, you know, giving people rides and that type of stuff and, and trying to utilize the law to actually be able to stop people from being able to do that. Can you imagine that? Somebody telling you, you can't take your auntie and her best friend and somebody else. Mm -hmm. And if you do, then you need to do these extra steps to be able to do that. Really? So we know what the game is. But here's another part of the game. So if we don't vote, 
in, in record numbers and we don't fill out the census, then in the midterms, in that time period in between the, these two sets of actions, lots of times is when the redistricting happens. Oh yes, it's coming. Make these new boundaries where they will pack all the black people, all the brown people into certain areas so that when you look at the other parts of the state where there are black and brown folks, that the game changes. You lose power in that process. So this is about power, right? And we've just got to understand that we can actually change this paradigm that folks have been operating in. And uh, that's why I'm looking forward. I've seen so many brothers and sisters, you know, folks calling me from Georgia talking about Mustafa. You know what I just did? And I was like, what you do? And they like, man, I done voted. I was like, for real? I thought you said that that voting thing, you know, nothing ever changed. He's like, yo, I, I know what I said before, but what had happened was such and such talked to me and they helped me to realize, you know, that, that, that I'm actually a part of this process. And yeah, let's not get it twisted. This system was never created for us. Oh yes. It was not created by us, but we gonna make it work for us because we, you know, it's like, when you first see a chessboard, you might not know exactly what all the pieces are and all the strategies and the moves. But once you start to get it, we excel at everything. Y'all remember, let's go back to sports. You remember when they wouldn't let a black man be a quarterback. In the yes, NFL. indeed. Well, they said that we wasn't intelligent enough. We didn't have the strategy that was necessary to be able to do it. And brothers just kept on, you know, hanging in there and pushing and outside forces. They told us that a black man could never, you know, win the Masters and all these other types of things. Now, we got some work to do with our brother Tiger Woods. I ain't even going to... Oh, yeah, that's a whole other show right there. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying, oh, right? Yeah. Let's, go, let's, let's, let's transition real quick to uh, some, some sisters who we got a lot of faith in. You know, when we look at the Williams sisters. They said, you know, we had, um, you know, we had one great black uh, female tennis star a number of years ago. Mm -hmm. um, and then they came on the scene and they really showed folks that, you know, it was not an aberration, um, you know, uh, uh, from the past, but that we have the skills and abilities to compete uh, in any sport that there might be. Let's translate that to the civic process and what's going on in Georgia. Nobody thought that Georgia would be the deciding factor in this 2020 election cycle. But it's because folks was doing all that work and they was strategizing and they was educating folks in all forms and fashions. And now they like, wait a minute, how did this happen? And we already know that it is black folks who was the deciding factor in South Carolina, right? And it was a deciding factor in a number of states across the country, but it is Georgia that is the linchpin for this moment in history. So, we got this. All we got to do is just go ahead and make it happen. Most definitely. That's what Mustafa is. Like you said, man, Georgia, we made a difference. It was, let's be honest about it, it was the black folks in Detroit, mm -hmm. Philadelphia, mm -hmm. Milwaukee, Atlanta, Georgia, and the our Latino, Latin brothers, Latino brothers out there in Nevada and Arizona and our, and our indigenous people. We took down the most racist regime in American history that we can remember, Donald Trump. It was us black people, as we've been telling this whole show today, the power that we have 
when we turn out and show up and show out, we can overcome anything. And that's why they were fighting like hell, those votes, because they're trying to overturn black people's votes in Pennsylvania, Michigan, Georgia, and Wisconsin. Our votes, our power got rid of that fool in D.C. That's real talk. That's real talk. That's why they shook right now. I mean, he shook, y'all. Uh, you know, I, I've seen him. Uh, well, I got a glimpse of him. I was saying that because you know he be kind of ducking and diving and all this kind oh, of yeah. stuff. Yeah, I'm just like, all right. Well, you know, you brought this on yourself, home, because you know you could have you could have got some act right early on in your administration, but you decided not to, right? You decided to put the crosshairs on people of color. Um, from all kinds of different actions that maybe we will unpack, you know, on, on another show. You know, we're we not, we not going to focus on the past. We focused on this moment and the future and what we're going to do to make, uh, you know, you want to make America great again? We're we going to show you how you do it. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Mustafa, man. This has been great to get you on the show, man. Talk about this and inspire our Georgians here, man. Hey, man, you've been great with your time, man. We'll do this again in January. We got to do this again. This has been so fun and exciting to chop it up with you. Break, break with you, my brother. I uh, appreciate you, and I appreciate everything you're doing, putting spotlight on, on so many issues and, and tying it right, you know, to all the various things, social justice and sports and politics, because it is, you know, what, what's, what, what is our reality in our own personal lives, because everything touches us, so... I just thank you so much, man. You know, we need more black media. Uh, we need more folks uh, in power, uh, you know, sharing with folks, you know, how, how change can happen. So thank you for everything you're doing. And shout out to Daniel Blackman. Y'all support that brother. Yes. Hey, he was great with his time. 30 minutes on the Boss Man Show. He gave it to us 30 minutes and he answered every question. He didn't duck and dodge. He didn't pull out. Oh, yeah. He answered it straight on. So people heard Daniel give him, you all the real talk to vote for him. I hope you do it. But Blackman, Warnock, Ossoff, get it done. If you got a mail-in ballot, drop it in the drop box. Don't mail it no more. Drop it in the drop box or go vote early. Ossoff, Blackman, Warnock, get it done. Mustafa, my brother, Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy New Year to you, brother. This is getting real soon, my guy. All right, man. Be blessed. We'll see y'all in 2021 when we change the world. Yes, indeed. Hey, be good, my brother. All right. Welcome to another round of Drawing Board or Miro Board. Today, we talk brainstorms with UX designer Brian. Let's go. First question. You thought you'd see everyone's idea in the team brainstorm, but you've got a grand total of one. Drawing Board or Miro Board? Drawing Board, right? Because in Miro, the team can add ideas now or later. And with privacy mode, we can keep them anonymous until they're good to share. Correct. Next, you need the best way to explain your idea, but all you have is a few sticky notes. Drawing board or Miro board? Drawing board, because, you know, in Miro, I could record videos, add text, images, links, and digital sticky notes, of course, present my thoughts the way I want. Right again! Now, you're looking for a past idea you thought was just genius. Only you could find... Oh, there it is. Drawing board or... Miro. Our finished and unfinished work lives in one place. And he's one. Join over 60 million people getting ideas noticed in Miro Brainstorms. Get your first three boards for free at Miro.com. That's M-I-R-O.com.